0: Stop, cheater! Cheater, please, for the Yankees! Man! No! God! Stop. Stop. Come on! Get out!
1: Oh! We got scramble one, scramble two! God! Oh God. Come on, man! I I don't don't get
0: go. that shit, man! Who's your, you go. Who's your daddy now? Who's huh. yeah, <laughs> your <that> daddy now? I'm his <laughs> daddy, mate! it's a finish
2: i don't right? like to start i like to finish Damn. that's like inter exactly
3: okay. inter is not starting they just
0: wanted to finish okay You're let, let me bottom? start okay all good afternoon everybody over there welcome not to the me. new episode of iftv <laughs> we are live over here um this is uh, uh, an international chain of futboleros and football so we discuss Serie A, champions league and all matters related to soccer from my left over here peter ukurt for the, for the friends, but Peter Curto is uh, the new uh, 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 Brooklyn Raiola, the way we call him. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, unfortunately, it's an Inter fan. Next to him, it's Eminem, Marco Messina, uh, another Juventus fan, another loser. Next to him, it's again uh, Mike the Greek, which he, his favorite team is the, the one on first place. <laughs> 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 then was it? was And over here, finally, to finish, your best friend Antonio. From the podcast. From the podcast. <laughs> and Nick over there is laughing his brain off. He's the one recording this whole uh, uh, episode. Mr. Molinari. Mr. Molinari. Nicola, <laughs> say hello. Say hi, Nick. Ciao, Nick. Okay, say hi. We're going We have good. to set up another We need it uh, like camera. that.
2: You know, like those radio shows that they have the guys yeah, in, the in the background. yeah, yeah I like that wow, idea. That's fun. <laughs>
0: Nick, you are in for the next one. Don't forget about <laughs> that. So, Marco, why don't you go with the outline of what you have in the
3: program? Let's go. I mean, there's no, there's no outline. <laughs> I, I, there was something that I was impressed with. Uh, I posted this on Twitter once I saw it. Is that you know I, we we make mistakes a lot of the time on this podcast. We say things that sometimes don't come true. They're not correct, but every once in a while we get something right. right. And when I saw this at 6.30 in the morning when I was watching the Inter game, I thought right away to Peter Ukurt to my right and I made sure to tweet it out. He told me... uh, Got a lot of followers. I got a lot of followers from from that. That That's nice. Because you know why? His coach, Inzaghi, he he said on the past couple of podcasts that he constantly will take out a player that gets a yellow card. Inzaghi does because he relies on statistics and obviously they're more likely, but maybe he also looks at... It, correct me if i'm wrong he looks at how many tackles they go into all these sort yeah. of things to be able to re- replace a player and it then became a discussion so that's why i wanted to give you credit first how
0: does he look at it he's got live feeds from somebody else on the stats i think it's more
2: so a probability right he realizes that when you have a yellow card and a the probability there's obviously other statistics that are involved in the different positions mm-hmm. of the field when there's a yellow card he likes to substitute them and they have no yellow cards a thing that also to be quite honest purely did at the Milan game versus Napoli. Well, but they said
0: Desa Calabria was injured. He didn't, oh, uh, he okay. didn't want to come in. So Did they? If that was the case, are you sure? That. I don't think that's That's what part. I heard. Uh, Mike, yeah, I'm going to need yeah, your computer. to fact check. That. That. That's let's what I, I heard. check, but check it. it. Search, it. It. Search
3: it. up. Desa Calabria didn't come in. Infortunio. write it on and you'll see yeah, the record. I don't think that's true. I understood. it. I was
0: perplexed. I was shocked. No, but I'm saying I understood
3: it because he
2: had a yellow card and he wanted somebody to be physical with Vada, which, listen, he made a decision, but he made it at the 45th minute. He was able to make that sub.
3: But. No, not sure but the also the thing is what i would have done well, in that I'm situation the something. calabria piece i thought he should have putting in Serginho des for his Serie a city debut you need to go friend. up against yeah. caratelia who's one of the best if not the best 1v1 dribbler in the league was a massive mistake that i couldn't believe was happening and he's not a defensive fullback he's more of he an is attack. a defender but, no, but i he's... thought he could have played for Salamakers, for example and if you didn't yeah. need a right back if calabria was injured why not put Kalulu maybe in the right back position instead? Yep. But either way, let's start with uh with Inter, your your boys Inter as mm-hmm. I fact check if Calabria was actually injured or not. Yeah. Guys, no one brings you closer to Serie A than OneFootball. They are sponsoring this episode because they have digital video moments that are now available. We told you last time that they were not available yet. You had to be on a waiting list. Now they are. They are linked in our description below.
1: This is going to be amazing, Marco. This is going to be present, future, and, of course, past incredible Serie a moments that you can now buy, sell, sell. Purchase, trade, once you own it, it's yours. And there's so many amazing moments that we could possibly get. I know we're gonna do a pack opening one of these days to do it. We're gonna
3: challenge each other and see who gets a better one. I want Leal dribbling past all those Inter defenders. I was there (laughs) live in person and to be able to own it, I think it would be amazing. I would never trade that one though. I mean
1: the goal that uh, Dybala just scored against Empoli. Oh my god, that was outside the good. box. I would I would be mad that if I got that one that's for sure.
3: But you guys know, our name is Italian Football TV. We try to bring you all content and anything that is related to Serie A and One Football is doing that. If you've watched any Serie A this weekend, you even see their ads all over the place on the on the billboards. Guys, the description is in the link is in the description down below. Go and get your digital video moments thanks to One Football. Now, let's return to the show.
2: As an Inter fan, this was a game uh, of disgust, I was You were say. right. Antonio
3: was right. Uh, I was right. Oh, I'm
0: I'm right. When right. I'm right, I'm right.
2: Even when I'm wrong, I'm right, all right? Okay, so I, have to I, have to, I have to take that back. From my watching of the game, I thought he took him out because he was afraid of the yellow card. But for Inzaghi's purposes, we <laughs> know for a fact, every time that a player has a yellow card, he's always first to, to substitute that player. In the 35th minute, in he, the 31st 30th, minute. 30th, 30th, yeah,
3: 30, 31st minute. For it was Bastoni and Megantarian to put in Gagliardini, yeah, Gallardini and Di Marco.
2: Did you see the reaction of Bastoni, so, by the way? He was very upset. But listen, it's a it's like an untold rule, right? To make a substitution in the first half that early on, two subs nonetheless, it's very, very particular because a player, especially, they lose respect that way. And it's almost to say, I heard somebody say, it's almost to say as if. The blame of why the team wasn't playing well is because of these two players or this player. But you know what? I think also, if Inzaghi is so quick to make a substitution, it means that he messed up the starting lineup based on what he's seen in the game. Because already he should have adjusted for the physicality if he wanted to really play that game plan and have Gallardini start. Why are you starting Mikatarian, Right. So Bastoni,
0: Bastoni, there is no justification for you to sub him. No, is no. A, he's one of the best three defenders that you guys claiming that you have in the, in Serie A and, and for Inter. so what's your excuse to sub him?
2: No, there's no excuse. What I'm saying is he subbed them because of the yellow card yeah, and because of I guess he wanted Di Marcos more of a, a playmaker from the back three. Even though Bastoni, as we've seen, yeah. has been has great, balls, great so yeah. to to go up and, and and make
3: passes. Do you find any back? reason for why you would have if you were in that position? Why he should have subbed them off, or completely irrational in your in your mind?
2: So I think the whole team was poor. It was a poor performance with Inter. I think during that time, from the 25th to the let's say the the substitution 30th, 31st minute, Inter were starting to get into the game. I'm not saying we were amazing, but you saw the team starting to build a little bit. And I feel by making a substitution so early on, first you lose a substitution window, second you don't give a chance for this team to respond. You have to kind of weather the storm, even though it looked as if Udinese for 90 minutes were running in a different altitude. They were up and down the field pressuring Inter. Inter were really suffering. So like I said, it's not really a blame of just two players. It was the whole team that performed really, really poorly. And um, you know, just to kind of go from position to position, everywhere there was Watch the uh, table. Sorry, everywhere. We, there was, we read the comments they were, sometimes. They were, they we thought it was Antonio, but <laughs> there were problems. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need a, I need a pillow.
3: <laughs> so you I got could, an imaginary uh, table on the yeah, top. Like, Looks like you're playing the I piano. My hands my back. <laughs> <laughs> got <So> handcuffs <laughs> for this guy.
2: <laughs> Put you in a stray jacket. You know, Brozovic. Brozovic <laughs> probably his worst game he's ever played with the Inter shirt. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to Dumfries, poor. Donovan, on poor up top, Jaco missing, Lautaro, not what he's used to, not getting service. There was just problems everywhere, and it looked like Udinese had our number, and it was going to be a bad day from, I wouldn't say the beginning, but right after Barella scored there. But why? My, my feeling
3: is, Inter did an amazing job last year. Mm-hmm. They lost to Scudetto, but a lot is credit that Milan were better than them. Yes, they made mistakes, mm-hmm. but they were there. They were always in the position to look good. They would have won some of these last matches that we've seen them play. My my question is, what has changed since the end of May to the start of the season?
0: Well,
2: I mean, as far as what has changed, I think, in your view, don't forget. Okay, so I think one, Inzaghi definitely was playing off of the coattails of Conte and what he was able to do. So already the mentality of that team going into last season mm. was a winning mentality. This year, The team just lost the Scudetto race where they could have or should have easily have won, and now it's in their head that they lost the Scudetto Mm -hmm. in the manner of which it it was lost. So that also plays an influence on on it. Um, You know, the the physical preparation of the team compared to Conte is a whole nother level. Conte's team was a well-oiled machine Mm -hmm. up and down, and this Inter team seems a little sluggish in the start of the season. Where the performances have been too up and down, and then you know, games where the inter should show a dominating uh possession type of game that we know in has been able to play last year, we don't see it, we don't see that consistency. So, in part, he's he's he was lacking that contest mentality, and he wasn't able to really uh. I don't know. This year, he hasn't been able to really create that group. And what's upsetting is that we're just, n- we don't have that fire, it looks like. You don't have <clears> that fire to spike. You know, like even if you got to win mm-hmm. tooth and nail, like that's what you need to do win that game. Uh, as Antonio would say, dirty win, dirty goal, whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. you get the job done. And, you know, I just think that Inzaghi is trying too hard. He's really trying to reinvent the wheel, make all these substitutions. And all he's doing is creating confusion because the players need a chance to play and respond and react. Mm. And by making all these subs and changing this player, changing that player, you know, you're messing with these guys' men, uh, psyche, you know, even in the back line. Last year, Bastoni, Devrai, Skriniar. Acerbi, with all due respect, does not belong in that starting lineup when those three players are, are ready and healthy. So. Even to, you know, the Udinese game, why is he starting? There's a lot of question marks every mm-hmm. time because he's overthinking. And then lastly, and let somebody else talk, Perisic, because this is something that I saw that I brought up. Perisic was the only player that would take on a man on 1v1. Inter right now are tied for last for successful dribbles with Cremonese wow. at 4.7 wow. a game. That's awesome. Okay, that is very, very scary and brings up a big red flag that I discussed before where Inter on a 1v1 situation do not have the players that the other top teams do when things get difficult because you know what? Those players, Di bala Zaniolo, Leao, even Juventus, you know, obviously Di Maria, Di Maria is in and out with injuries, Chiesa, but they have the players that can take on a man. Inter do not have those players and when the teams are, are defending or able to control you, <clears throat> You don't have anyone to break the lines and create the numerical advantage. This is soccer, right? And this is where Inter always look uh, like a carbon copy of itself every minute where it's the pass this way, pass lateral, pass back, cross, base, and that's it. There's nothing fresh. There's nothing new.
3: Mike, out of the three reasons why, what he, what Peter said, which one do you think is the most impactful for why we're seeing Inter the way that they are today?
1: I think just like, what i said last time with inter i think their problem is their lack of motivation and lack of not having a character like conte i think inzaghi had the same team or same dna and still riding that kind of wave of Conte, but now i think it diminished and now when it's time for inzaghi he's trying to replicate replicate something that's really not working i feel like the players Aren't really convinced with this project. They're not motivated enough. They don't play as a team. They don't play hungry. They don't look like that Inter that won the Scudetto, quite frankly. And to be honest, I think it's that. I think it's lack of motivation. He ran out of Inzaghi ran out of things to say, and they just do not look like a team ready to win the Scudetto again.
3: Anto, if there's jokes aside, because I know you're gonna make a joke when I say I'm this. I'm not making any jokes. Oh. I respect the Inter and my friend Pete. Okay. I got you. Go ahead. What what difference do you think? What would you do if you're if you're already Inter? Do you think this? Because some people have already said this prior to the season that maybe coaching wise, Inzaghi they had question marks over over him. My dad is a he can't stand Inzaghi. He's mm-hmm. been saying this for a while. Do you think there's any benefit? Because I've already heard the the, the the some Inter fans say that they would want a coach change. Do you think there's any benefit, or you think Inzaghi is the guy they got to stick with for the rest of the year already?
0: Well, first of all. Inzaghi right now is here to stay. <laughs> let's forget about I'm it. I you say
1: it like that. No, let's
0: forget about what? it. Yeah. I mean, can we blame him? I mean, Inzaghi it's like a rock that you try to squeeze water out of it. You know what you're gonna get out of it. Last That's a great So Inzaghi, trying to squeeze him, you're not gonna. Get, if he's a rock, what you are trying to squeeze water out of? The rock, you're not gonna you, get. If it. you, you gotta squeeze all, that
3: guy. A lot of sweat is gonna come out of you him. You gotta so, squeeze the
0: lemon. What happened with Inzaghi is this. I think what changed from Inzaghi that you, we, we are accustomed to see a Lazio to mm-hmm. Inzaghi that is a, it's an inter. Last year, Mike was saying, and everybody keeps saying that he was riding the wave of Conte. This year, with one extra year of experience, he has no more excuse of riding the wave. You have to make your own imprint into the, uh, and mark into the team that yeah. you are coaching. Right. Okay, oops, sorry. I'm not banging the table, <laughs> Next, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what i'm trying to say is i cannot believe how, ch- how quick peter changes his opinion on the first <laughs> game against lecce which i was witnessing over there i says oh my god look hinter the character they have and the grit they they fought until the last seconds and it's a that, fair point and they wound up squeezing at the last 15 seconds now all of a sudden peter is changing and it's changing the color like a chameleon saying <laughs> hey by the way inzaghi is not what you think it is so let's put the blame on inzaghi and he started no. to look at the stats he started to look at this Ooh. he started to look at that the All bottom right. line is speed let me finish mm-hmm. the bottom line is this to me inter is not motivated enough and Conte is not did not step up to the to the to the level of being coaching inter because inter, inzaghi i'm sorry inzaghi because Inter is another shirt like Juventus that has got a lot of weight on and I don't think uh, a Conte can handle <clears throat> that. <Inzaghi. laughs> Lazio, I'm sorry, Inzaghi. Yeah, that's for Conte. Inzaghi. does not know how to handle the pressure of San Siro mm. and, uh, and being the coach of, uh, of Inter, which is a, a team that demands to win.
3: You wanna, you have a response to
0: I wouldn't say that
2: I changed my opinion because I think we've always mentioned even last year that, Conte, uh, I'm sorry, Inzaghi's substitutions, were always a head-scratcher for us. And we saw it also last year with his yellow card substitutions. He used to do it last year as well. What I'm seeing now, but besides, like, the Lecce game, the first game of a season, every team is a little sluggish. And the fact that they were able to win a the 90th minute shows the character of the team. But at the same time, as, and not that much time has passed correctly, but every game, you're seeing a lot of frustration within the players or with the players uh, after every game or mm. during substitutions. So those are causes of concern. What I say, you know, uh, Inzagi's overthinking things it's because he's trying to reinvent the game. You know, the same way Allegri takes it to one extreme where all oh, the game is only about passing it from one person to another. Inzaghi is trying to make all these subs as if he's gonna be the mastermind to win the game. And what ends up happening, even versus Ludinense game, like you're making all these subs and you're just creating confusion. That's what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. You're creating the confusion where the players do not feel comfortable or are worried, oh, am I gonna get subbed out? Oh, I got a yellow card now. I'm already gonna get subbed out. Gossens, who let's face it last year, he had an injury impact, uh, you know, two times actually with Atalanta. Right? And then came to Inter and Perisic was in that form and he wasn't gonna start. This year, you gotta make Golson's feel like he's a catalyst of this team that and he's he gonna yeah. he's gotta make an impact for your team. So we're not in the inside, so we don't know what conversations are had. But if you look when Bastoni went to the Oh, he didn't shake Nzagi's hand. He didn't. He was upset. There's a video where it shows him banging and kicking yeah. at the, the thing. Mm-hmm. But who was the <clears throat> first player standing up looking at Bastoni? I don't know. Golsen's. Mm. So I think there's something within that locker room where they're not that happy. And that's where the real issue for me is. If Inzaghi has lost the locker room or Inzaghi does not have control of this team mm-hmm. or they they lost respect for him. That's a fair point. That's a problem. And that's when you have to make the change. Only unfortunate thing is that Inter right now, financially are not in position to make any changes because Inzaghi I think is due 18 million gross still on his contract.
0: news does he have? How many more? Three. No, he didn't renew. I'll check. I'll so check. I, wanna,
3: okay. I wanna I wanna I one of the things I dislike the most is sometimes uh you see the newspapers or, or or even in Italy especially, they'll focus on what Inter did wrong. I wanna also we gotta talk about Udinese because for me, Udinese are a team. They are a squad. I know temporarily when they beat Inter because the rest of the Anopoly didn't play it, they went, you know, first, first place. place. But this is a team, this is an Udinese side who Number one, beat Roma 4-0 at home. They have five consecutive wins within that. Beat Inter, beat Roma, beat Fiorentina, and beat Sassuolo. Four teams, teams. who have finished who finished above them last year because Udinese, Udinese finished in 12th place, I believe. And you know what the real big change was? They lost Molina, who was went to Letigo Madrid. Everybody wanted this guy. The one real change that they made was their coach, Sotil. Came from Ascoli. And we were very fortunate enough because we we followed Ascoli last year. We had Nicola Cirincione, who's a good friend of ours, who worked with Sotil and told us before the season started, Sotil is one of the better coaches. He's one of the Italian coaches for the future that we regard in the top tier of you're going to hear this guy's name. He could not have been more right. And that's what put the bug in our minds because like we said, Ascoli were expected to finish 16th place last year which would have been fighting for the battle to not go to Serie C. They ended up fighting to, to try to get into Serie A. And his style of football is brilliant. He he gets... I, I listened to his interview in Sky Italia, and he talks about the three main principles of his game is intensity, speed, and going direct, being vertical, going forward. Yeah. And you see his team is listening to him. And he's also had to adapt himself because he liked to play a four-man back line. Udinese has been playing a 3-5-2 three, three, in the recent years. So he's adapted himself towards the team that has around him. And for me, that's what a real coach does. A real coach gets more out of a team than when he was there before. And when you look at Gotti and you look at Chofi who were there last year, they played such a boring physical style that was not fun to watch. He made this Udinese exciting and he's made Udinese a team to fear, especially at home.
2: Hmm. No, I think that's very good points. And Salti, like you said, with Ascoli brought a team that was uh, slated to go down and brought him into the playoffs. So then, you know, the so going to Udinese City outside, where, you know, as far as a, financial, a financially healthy club, is very strong, the Pozzi family. They actually own um, Watford Wofford in England, and at the same time, they have a 99 year lease with the Udinese Stadium. Stadium, oh, stadium's beautiful. beautiful, beautiful so they've stadium. Done, they've done massive things. So there is a healthy team that he's going to. And, the, you know, the players, are listening to him so I think Sotil deserves a lot of respect I think that there are different levels of, of coaches and different levels of, of players right because not necessarily true that Sotil goes to an inter for example mm-hmm. and all those players follow him because mm-hmm. there needs to be a perfect mix so sometimes the the players that have a certain uh, I guess arrogance or or feel like you know who they are as far as uh, you know what levels of, of player they are are they going to respond or react to uh, a so But for the
3: first time in Serie, it's his first coaching experience in yeah. Serie A. I mm-hmm. mean, I know it's still seven games in, but we have to judge with what's in front of us. And besides just the results, which at the end of the day, we know the results are what matter. For me, the style of Udinese, they won the game 3-1, but they dominated against Inter. Yeah. But I mean,
0: uh, let me just say something <laughs> This is a- unbelievable Can we name a-, a champion that Udinese has? Well, they have Delofeo that he-, he played on AC Milan And he played extremely well Then he went back to England A little bit again back to Spain But back out There is four or five of those players Not, Pereira. Top. Beto. Pereira. Beto, Pereira. Not top of the line players But Utility players—they work well together. That they work very well together, yeah. and their level intensity—it's not easy to be matched. You do not come with intensity to play mm-hmm. the soccer game day in and day out. You're gonna wind up getting yourself in trouble. So I'm telling you, what what's lacking on the biggest team like Inter, Juventus? It's the intensity and the will to. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm touching the table and the will to get the job done and mm-hmm. just leave it on the field you cannot come thinking hey we play in a second uh, second layer or second uh, kind of a division team we're gonna get a win before you even start it mm-hmm. what happened you're gonna wind up losing you're gonna wind up just doing a very bad showing like within like uh, juventus did with uh with the Salernitana hey there is as I said before we all, we all started the Serie A championship I said there is no easy win you're gonna go over there day in and day out you're gonna fight for it so uh,
3: Silvestri too we should throw him in as yes. a, the goalkeeper for Udinese a he's also been really good for them he's another one just to throw in on how good they've been mm-hmm. but I think the theme of of Udinese is also a theme of a couple of other teams in Serie A who have made me very happy and to transition a little bit towards Napoli these are these teams and Milan They value the collective, the collective. It's a team spirit. It's not reliant on one player or reliant on a few really good players. Um, Like the interview that Max Allegri made where he says that, you know, I'm missing these players and players will win the game. That's bad. For me, the way that I like football, the way that I enjoy is I love when you see as a team, when everyone is put together, it's 11 or 14, 15, whatever, that they were each carefully chosen to help each other out. Bruno Giordano, who's a legendary player for, for Napoli, we've, we've had the chance to be able to see him in New York. Mm-hmm. We've played with him in, in Chinatown. He said, the most important thing that you need to know as a player is know what your teammate is best and worst at. Know what their strengths and weaknesses are. You don't give the guy a ball in the air if maybe in the air is not a good, is not a good place for him. You don't send the guy a through ball that's ahead of him if he's not the fastest person. Play it to his feet. These little things, I think, is what Udinese has gotten right. And when we talk about Napoli against Milan, Napoli also got right. Each player works for each other. Each player makes the next better. And for me, that's that's been the theme of a few of these teams in Serie A. And that's what I enjoy watching. Getting more out of a team than what you previously had.
0: Hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, Serie A, I mean, we're talking about Serie A, it's becoming extremely exciting. <laughs> you know, watching a Serie A's game right now, it was not like five, ten years ago, so, oh my God, so boring, so slow. Now you come into Serie A, you watch Salernitana running 70, 80 miles an hour. you watch Napoli, you watch watching Milan, you watch Udinese, you watch Fiorentina. Fiorentina plays a wonderful game. Mi- uh,
3: Milan-Napoli was uh, one of the most intense re- matches I've re-game. seen in uh, a long time. I mean,
0: it's just you, you enjoying watching the game. We are matching. Technica, technically, and, and in terms of speed, we are matching the English Premier League. Not a one hundred percent matching. We are, br- but we are bringing that intensity and quality at the same yeah. time during the, the uh, inside of the Campeonato this area. I mean, we have nothing to be uh, to be uh, uh, looking forward. We're not matching. Uh, we're not trying to be original. We are. Ch- we just brought a little bit more intensity and speed into the game. Well, and I I'll tell you that. what, this is going to pay high dividend for uh, Mancini down the line to select uh, some of the players that uh, you know the. Italian national team player, I mean, I know I'm jumping into another subject right now. We are lacking speed. We need speed and intensity. That's what we're lacking.
2: And to to go off your point, the modern game, the the style played right now is exactly that. The intensity, the high press, the wing play, it's changed and and it'll evolve again and there'll be new changes within football and soccer. But... You know what I have to say also and to your point, right? About these smaller teams, they're all playing soccer, mm-hmm. and like even Salernitana made a great campagna acquista, like summer transfer window. They they signed some players, some names, and also some guys that they can be able to to work with. And you know they all have taken risks on on coaches where I would be scratching my head on, but mm-hmm. like like you said, Sotil who. Comes in first first time coach <coughs> Serie said yeah Udinese took a risk on the guy uh, you know and and the list goes on even with the Thiago Malta and and um, you know other guys that have come into to Serie A with little to no experience but they came with an idea they they're coming with an idea and, and I like even the fact Alvini
3: on Cremonese yeah. I I know it's a lower you know it's not I, I always say it's not all about results at a certain level it's not all about results because a team like Cremonese let's be honest they're not going to go yeah. there and they're not going to get these crazy wins. But they have the right idea. They try to play the yeah. the proper way. They're not scared of nobody. And until the 90th minute, Alvini, who was never coached in Serie A, he was never a footballer. I mean, he got the team. They believe in him, and they're running for him yeah. now. Maybe in the end, the guy's gonna go down to Serie B, which you know you say is a failure. But you have to match also the players that he has, the, the, the level. For me, it's about building on top of those types of ideas.
0: What about the new coach of Monza, the you last week? Paladino, Paladino. ex Juventus, too. Yeah.
3: 30 years old. There you go. I right. don't
0: know if he's gonna stay, but I don't know if there's any Listen, I, think,
3: I mean Galliani said coach. an interim coach right now. No, but I don't. I didn't see that. I watched Galeani's interview, and he said I took a. He compared him to Saki and Ancelotti. Mm. He said yeah. when I got Saki, Jesus. everyone said that. What was I doing getting getting this kind of coach? He said Saki this was
0: unknown a, when he he said this
3: was a risk. I mean, too, it was okay, but uh, it was
0: not a, this big thing.
3: Mm. So he compared it to. He said that I think he he even said Saki was more of a risk than bringing in Palladino. They him as somebody for the future chosen.
2: Palladino was uh, the primavera coach, U19 coach, so they must have been, uh, I don't know how long he's been with Monza, but, you know, they must have seen enough to give him the, the chance, and listen, your first game, you win one nothing versus Juventus, maybe he needs a couple more games, and maybe keeps the job, but I'm not sure, I I thought he was interim, but it could be that he, he's chosen.
3: Based mm-hmm. off what I, what I listened from their interviews, that's kind of, you know, if you read between the lines on what he mm-hmm. said, he made it seem like he wasn't there, and he got... Either way, he'll go down in history for getting Monza's, not first. just first win this year, first Ever. win in a Serie man, history.
1: That's <laughs> so, true son. That's your dad? You're not my dad. Uh,
3: but either way, he'll, he'll go down with that, and it's against, and it's against Juventus. My gosh. who could Can you write a better script for a coach to take oh over my. to play at home and then to do that against Juventus? Of course, they played a 11 v 10, but how many times have we seen a, a team with 10 men still be able to get back a- into a, a- match? AC
0: Milan played 11 v 10 with Sampdoria and we still won the game. Okay?
3: Basically what I was saying, that's okay. not an excuse. Good. Just so, just so that you know that. But if you thought things couldn't get any worse for Juventus, they, after yeah. losing to Benfica... You want to know what the, funny part, the funniest part
0: was, was? Because I was watching the game from home. And I said to myself, I said, Ah, you know what? I didn't want to watch the game. Come on, Juventus Monza. Then I got on the first half. I, I, I got up late and I see that <laughs> Juventus Monza zero, 00. And then I was I witnessed the, the the goal of Monza. I said, holy cow, I'm enjoying myself. I got myself <laughs> all nice and set up. I got my glasses on and I put my, my hands on my uh, Paramount Plus. And I said, This is it, guys. I quit everything else that I was planning to do because I was starting to get set up to watch the AC Milan game, and getting my day started, and I said I was. One was at 9 a.m., one was at 2.45. I know, but I, uh, hey, rituals. I, started, yeah. Yeah. I have a ritual. And <laughs> and the I rituals saw. didn't work this so, week. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, didn't go 100% the way I wanted, but uh, I enjoy getting uh, getting like uh, the antipasto, watching Inter and Juventus getting spanked. But uh, anyway. You said you woke up late. You know, I actually, well, I saw Inter game in the morning. Oh, well, then you fell asleep. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then I enjoy watching Juventus getting spanked,
3: so for Juventus, um I don't know where where we start with uh, with this team. Di Maria obviously getting sent off early on. finally he was brought back. He's the only man you you brought him up. He's the only man that could dribble uh, his player, gets the the red card. man, i'm just I'm like tired with this team and at this point, this this squad is just like it's unbelievable the what they need to be able to win a game these days, you know. Especially a couple of days before, you have this interview from Max Allegri where he's talking about needing six players, five players that that are out, that this is a virtual Juventus, um, and that the system doesn't matter. And you could clearly see that Juventus don't have a system. I saw an interesting stat, and I fact-checked it as well. Rovella had 87 completed passes. The entire Juventus midfield combined, which was McKenny, Paredes, and who's the third midfielder? Somebody help me out. Who was a third midfielder that played uh, that played in the match? I can't remember off the top of my head. Was it Rabiot? No, Rabiot, Rabiot was out. No, was out. who was
0: uh, uh okay, it was uh, Paredes uh, Miretti. Miretti. Miretti wow. yeah. But then it was up. Miretti was up, Miretti was up for Pajoli.
3: All right. They they their combined was eighty complete passes. Are you Rovella, give up or Novella? Novella was Rovella. A, a kid that, you know, went, went down but Either way, uh, Mike Grella made a good point about this. He said that because I, I was speaking to him off camera. You know, the red card obviously changes, but still the, the point remains that Juventus don't play. They don't play as a team. They don't play as collective. And I think you see it, literally every single person sacrificing, every player on the team sacrificing from this. Even look at a player like Dusan Vlaovic, who last year looked like one of the most exciting players of the year. This season, he's just regressing in every sense of, uh, every sense of the word. I don't know what you do Juventus have a decision to make they're likely not gonna fire Allegri because even before the match Arriva Benes said that it's crazy to even think about it but it's also crazy to be in this situation and I think if Juventus want to save the season if Allegri's losing the players in the locker room like it feels like they say that Di Maria doesn't doesn't like Allegri they're questioning the decisions that he makes what other decision do Juventus have but to sack him otherwise I end up losing more this season
2: you brought up the point. I think like is it worth sacking him or not sacking him, and then losing out on forty million in Champions League? And I think it's even more than just the forty million in Champions League. It's also players wanting to come to Juventus. It's also the players there and and how they are doing. Because you, listen, you spent a lot of money for Vlahovic, and if he doesn't have the season this year, his value starts dripping, the dropping. And so at that point now if you even wanted to have the thought of of selling the player within a couple years or whatever the case might be you got to hope that his value keeps on going because especially for a number nine it's very hard to get a a top number nine and juventus has it i don't want to hear that all this guy was a one-hit wonder it's not the case the case is he doesn't get the service that he needs and the style of play is is, i know i know and the style of play is just uh dismal the fact that Allegri, who keeps on saying, oh, the game is easy, I need players, and this and that, shows that he, not saying that he's clueless, but his his idea of soccer is one of 10, 15 years ago. Sure. It's, not, it's not the style now, and you can see this Juventus team is struggling because there's no identity. There's nothing there that you can say, that's how Allegri plays, or this is a Juventus team that's enjoying playing. But- marco i have a question
0: for all of all of us actually the three of you mainly first of all you are you're a big juventus fan all right are you guys rebuilding yes or not i think the reasons why i'm asking you this question i don't think so are you rebuilding yes or not
3: i don't think they're building anything
0: who's who's the leader in juventus right now tech bonucci Bonucci is probably at the end of the year is done Mm -hmm. who you rebuilding the team around
3: yeah the only character wise you could say somebody like danilo who went over to the fans he, he was the only one who apologized even before the match i he's was standing to, to that one he's the only real leader that i see within the team wait
0: that, that was the second point i was trying to make what does that mean that after the game that you play you play so poorly you go in front of the curva where all the tifosi juventini are standing over there and you you stay you you just you silently stand over there, doing what? Listening to them shouting profanity at you? What are you doing? What 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 does that mean? You going to the curva to do what?
3: Yeah, what did I they mean, do? They were they were they apologized. How to the how fans. do you
0: apologize? <laughs> Nobody opened their mouth. I didn't. I was watching Bonucci. Yeah, Nobody said anything. They can't they were standing. say anything They, what say. Are they gonna what say? say What are you going to say? But you have to just clap. stay there and take it. Well, I clap defaults and said, guys, sorry. You can't. You'll get them upset. The thing is. That- I was very poor shown, come on. It, it, Mike, it was pathetic. It was like, like going to the curva and having somebody throwing bottle at you for doing a bad job.
3: How last, is that what you focus on? I
0: love that stuff, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I live for this stuff here. Those guys, they go over there like little babies. I think you had a better- <laughs> 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 they, did, they did a misdeed or something bad. Anto. And they go to ask, for, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. It's bad. It's the, very bad, the man. idea,
2: The idea oh, is gosh. to go there to show face. To say, hey, we're in this. We've been playing poorly, but we're here. We're going to yeah, take the, the abuse. That That's the go. idea. Oh, that was the message? They can't do anything else. You can't even they respond, especially understand. at that point. You're gonna just get into a, a, a word battle. That's all you're gonna do. So what happened? So, Beep. I thought you brought up a better point. Yeah. Who are you building this team yeah. around? I don't even think they're in a phase of, of rebuilding because you have Pogba, you have Di Maria, you have Gaussa, Ga- no. Okay. Coming Kesa, up. Yeah, but is different. I'm you're just saying, saying older, the guys like that you <laughs> bought this year, the guys <laughs> that you bought words in your mouth. the guys that you bought this year, Paredes, those are not to rebuild for two years or three years down the line. It's for right now. Now, are those three players gonna make you, catapult you to Serie A championship? Don't know. But those players were meant to compete for Serie A. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Now, as far as you're saying, who do we rebuild with? I think there are players there to rebuild, but Juventus, Chiesa, Vlahovic, Miretti Miretti also has been a surprise this year. They are a player. Bremer also is another player that they got. Listen, there are players there that you can build out, build with, okay? (laughs) But what I'm gonna say is I think Juventus as far as uh, inter or let's say nzagi is in a state of confusion Juventus as a as a organization right now mm-hmm. look as if they're in a state of confusion where they do not want to say to the to, to their fans hey we're rebuilding and they also uh, have created this thing where they gotta win now but also have there's like a too yes. much of a mix and match there's not a clear identity say hey Juventus, we have to compete every year, yes, but we need to revamp what we're doing. And they made a mistake with Allegri. You do mm-hmm. not give a, a coach five-year contract, absurd. What was it, five
3: years? I think it was four. He's four. got another He's got another two years after this season.
2: Okay, so a four-year contract for Allegri, who obviously that was the only terms that he agreed because I think he had an agreement with Real Madrid before or something like that. But four-year contract for a coach that you know already his style, and that the fans were, were upset about the first time round. I don't know. So that's,
3: that's why I say, like, I don't you don't know where to start with this, because it's like you got to peel the onion, right? Where do you want to start with? Do you want to start at the top where um, Andre Agnelli, the president of the club, you know, if you think about how they got to the point of getting Allegri, right? Quick context. They got to the point where they were winning the Scudetto every year. The fans still were not happy. They were going out of Champions League. The management, when Paratici was there, they wanted somebody else. They didn't like Allegri. They brought in new new player, new coach of Maurizio Sarri who had a completely different idea. nearly never wanted Allegri to go. He, he loved Allegri. They're boys. They're friends. They're like this. They don't want him to go anywhere. So then when this Sarri came in and Pirlo came in and they still didn't do well in the Champions League and then ended up Pirlo didn't even win the league in Serie A. He said, okay, you see, I was right. We should have kept our guy, Allegri. So now... Sacking Allegri is also Agnelli saying, I, I was up wrong twice. Yeah. Which, when you think about that, think about how hard it's going to get for a guy like Agnelli to come out and say that he was wrong two times. That's why you don't see them at this point of sacking Allegri because Juventus as an organization never tries to do that. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm but, just saying that they're not going to sack him for that reason. As a
2: leader, but you have to be able to swallow your pride. Listen, you're he, right. I agree with you. But yes, do you think he will? Do I you think agree. he will. Well, yes, I don't know. He might, he I, might. I, I think he's going, he's going to have no other choice. The pressure the, is going to build up. The, Marco, the, the, going to do The fans are going to go absolutely absurd. If the locker room also are having these rumblings, he's going to have no other choice. Now, in the way he presents the fact that he's going to sack him, maybe he plays a, a scapegoat route or he gets Medved or whoever out of to make the announcement and do what he has to do. But. He's gonna be left with no choice. I think that yeah. he's gonna have to sack Allegri. The only reason why there's, he's there right now could be a pride thing, but I think more importantly is this financial thing that's over. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> you know they look yeah, at. I My think goal. there's also
3: there's not also a great alternative. Alternative, maybe because when you think about uh, obviously Tuchel's the name that like everyone's talking about. Juventus haven't gone for uh, a non-Italian coach. I think I said this on the last episode was Deschamps in 2006, yeah. and the time before that was 1971. So they tend to not go yeah. for non-Italian coaches. The first mistake was was hiring Allegri, we know that. They didn't need Allegri to be there. We're clear on that. Now, when you look at this, he just, the team is not there. The team, when you look at the players that are on the field, we gave the example of Udinese, we gave the example of Napoli, of Milan, that they're a collective, that they all work together, that they all make each other better. Mm -hmm. You can't say the same thing. And Allegri, whatever you want to say about that, he has not been able to put that together and he has no plan B. Besides what he says of making an individual player score a goal, relying on these world-class abilities which Juventus also don't have because he uses the example of Real Madrid where he said ah look at Ancelotti he told his team against Shakhtar Donetsk to drop 20 meters behind what did they do they won 5-0 you're not Real Madrid that's not what that's not what Juventus has you need to build this team that's what they're looking for and Allegri hasn't been it we haven't heard from you Mike what do you think
1: I think it's just the same case from last podcast. Uh, it's going to begin the same results with Allegri until he gets sacked. sacked. And I actually do think he's going to get sacked before the season ends. It's just going to get to that point where the fans are fed up, the board just can't handle all those bad results and bad performances and they're just going to be forced to sack him I don't know when it's going to be in a couple months or towards the end of the season or whatever the case is
3: but isn't now would it now be the moment because you have these international break before the the World Cup where you're still technically you're still early on in the season where you could save the year you could try to potentially save the Champions League because if you wait longer, then you're really going to have no chance lo- to...
1: Logically, they could have done it before the season started, but I, th- I agree with Peter with the pride thing. I think they they want to bite their tongue and be like, let's ride this out. Hopefully, we weather the storm, but I don't think the storm is going to be weathered. I think it's going to be continuous like this unless there's some miracles and when uh, a few players come back, they do... Crazy stuff like Ronaldo did. I don't think it's gonna get better for Juventus and it's gonna only be a matter of time. Who's in, worst, who's wait, in wait, wait. a worse
3: moment,
0: Juventus or show. Inter? Both. No, who's no, in a worse moment? Juventus. Juventus. Juventus, Juve, Juve, Juve. Mike, Juve. let me ask you something. Juve. The fact that Agnelli, <laughs> Agnelli and Allegri, they're BF, BFF, okay, that is Do you know what BFF means? Best friends forever, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> All right, so the fact yeah. that was a totally BFF, okay, that is actually the worst problem. For Juventus, it's not, it's not a very good thing because he's going to say, Allegri is going to say, unless he comes, he asks me to leave, I'm not leaving. But then, you know, the big gun is going to say, hey, maybe Allegra is going to come to me and he's going to say, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, don't be afraid to fire me because, uh, yeah. because we are friends. So uh, I think what it should happen, what it should happen, re-enact, reenact the phone call. Okay. I'm going to reenact the phone call. I'll be Allegri. Allegri. You're Agnelli. I'm Agnelli. Agnelli. (laughs) You're Allegri. I'm Agnelli. Actually, but I want you to call me because that's what I would have done. Okay, okay. I said, call me. Okay. I said... (laughs) Uh, hi Agnelli,
3: how, how are you doing? Hey, I'm sorry up? about the recent results, but what's don't up? worry, it's gonna get better.
0: What's up Massimiliano, are you still there? Massimiliano, I still finished to spell your your name. Listen Massimiliano, with all the respect, I like you. We, we're best friends and all the stuff. We go out with the girls, with the kids and all the stuff. But you know, a lot of people, they, they they actually pointing the finger at me. They wanted me to. Uh,
3: no, don't worry. The results are gonna come. I just, I have all my players are out. I got Pogba out. I got Kiese out. They, there's no help. There's no support. Don't worry. It's gonna get better. Don't trust worry. Me.
0: They said to me one more, one more game, and then they, they, they might come after me. Forget about you. I'm on, uh, <laughs> I'm on the line over here. I don't wanna, I don't wanna uh, lose
3: my. You uh, hired me for a reason. You don't trust me. Oh,
0: well, it's not that I don't trust you. It's the fact that the, the, the fans they're getting uh, up my ass, and uh, this is uh, every. I, I, I get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning I, I i'm scared i said don't make me do one fire you why don't you fire yourself and you come up uh, on, you make yourself uh, you come in a conference uh, you know come uh, on a live uh, show and say hey listen i decided i'm not the problem uh, for uh, for this team and i'm stepping down so that way you make my job easier yeah good luck
3: <laughs> let me make one thing very clear to you i will never resign you have to pay me all my money all Oh forty million. I'm not going anywhere. And guess what? Guess who's the blame gonna be on you?
0: Guess what? And then you fight right now. You <laughs> took that personally You took that personally. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Nick, don't laugh, Nick. Don't laugh. I thought I thought like, he was really he
1: was really on for a second. You
0: got
3: Dude, really emotional. I man. think we should just do a comedy podcast instead. That was nothing with football. Uh, anyway. <laughs> let's uh let's let's move on let's move on i don't uh i don't think i don't think you'll see them uh sacked in this time and then they're talking about also montero bringing montero from the u19s which is even more of a mess come on you you don't the the thing is that's that's the thing they're they're too much in they're one foot in and one foot out you know you know when you got to go into like a a cold shower or you know you 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 gotta go take like a, a cold shower right you don't put your toe in no you just gotta go fully they don't know what they
0: want. You know that there is a song, you put one foot in, you put your left foot out, and Lilrap, and you turn you and all about, it all about. Shake it all about. The hokey. That's That's The hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You guys need to change your coach. Hello? <laughs> that English that pokey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then, <this is> <laughs>
0: you <approach>. who the <gasps> whole over, and you change your coach around. That's <laughs> what it's all about. Nick, did you get that, Nick? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a uh you're a national trident. No, I just made it up. I, <laughs> I just, no, I just no hit kidding. And you put one foot in. No, no kidding.
2: No, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Anto, you got away with songs. I'm surprised you're not a songwriter.
3: You would win Sanremo.
1: I'm surprised you're not in jail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next topic.
3: Alright. I want to talk uh, about uh about the, the great game. Between uh, Milan and Napoli, we 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 mentioned it before. The intensity in this game—it was so back and forth. Missing each side was missing two of their most important players with Lau and Osimen. We could get into, um, you know, who was who was missed more in the end. Um, the First thing I want to say though about this game is I, I've seen some Milan fans be so disappointed. For me, these were two great teams, two of the two best teams in Serie A. Nothing to take away from Milan. They had the opportunities. They couldn't score. this It's never all one or the other. It's not that Napoli played great and Milan were terrible. They were both two great teams, two tight ends. And guess what? On the night, Napoli were better. They scored their chances. They brought the players in that they had. They won the game. Takes nothing away from, from Milan, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that, that Milan were there. They had the opportunities. They could have done it. Uh, but Napoli were just better. And for me, Napoli, the big difference. This year, they have the depth. They have the depth to all of their new signings. They play a part. Besides the collective, which we've we mentioned 100 times, bringing in a guy like Gio Simeone, who scored 17 goals in the Serie A last year. Spalletti read the game perfectly. He needed a number nine who would drag the team forward, who could do the holdup play. And when you watch the second goal, he gets the ball inside of the box from Milan, controls it, Drags three defenders out, plays it out wide to Mario Roy, and then makes a run towards the first post. Scores a goal. Absolutely brilliant from them. And Napoli this year, honestly, I feel like mentally they've got it. These last three games, Spezia, Rangers, and now against Milan were all tough matches and they won them all.
0: Liverpool too. All I got to tell you something. uh, I'm happy to lose a game like that because, uh, like you said before, AC Milan had their chances big time. Couple cross bars, especially with Kalulu and then uh, Leao Meret played a played a spectacular game. You said
3: he was going to be Butterfingers.
0: Well, listen, uh, uh, Meret is going to be the backup of Donnarumma, so I'd rather to see somebody somebody stepping up at that level. I mean, he has taken so much criticism from the other goalkeeper that was uh, the starter uh, the last couple of years. So uh, sure? it's good thing for Napoli. Napoli is a team from the south. I have a lot of friends. Ludo <coughs> was talking about uh, this Lobotka. Uh, Oh. And uh, I'll tell you, this kid here is just—he uh, mm. he does the job. I mean, mm. this guy's all over the place. That mm means
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's got—he's got, he's got the numbers. What, number. would, what would the top dictionary the definition of "m" mm be?
0: Uh, excellent, excellent. How do you spell the? Mm, it's like H-U-H-U-H-W. Mm. That's huh. HW. That's mm. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, AC Milan to he- me played a better game in a way that the intensity and the number and the ball possession and, uh, and the way that the ball was. Napoli played. He reacted to the AC Milan game, and they had a couple moments of 10-15 minutes during the the first five or 10 minutes on the first half and 10 minutes on the second half where they uh, they were able to. Uh, to play a more fluid game and uh, and just counter AC Milan intensity, so that's what Napoli was lucky enough to uh, to convert on those on those chances that they had. On the other hand, AC Milan had a lot of chances. I seen on the scoreboard was 18 times we got a we we took 18 shot, 18 shots on the goal, we only were able to convert on one of them. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, tip my hat to Napoli. They didn't do anything to not to not mm-hmm. to walk away from uh, with the win. AC Milan should have at least tied the game. We didn't. It didn't happen. And uh, you know we're gonna wait. We're gonna be patient. I think this is what happened last year. We lost in San Siro, and then uh, so we on the up. second uh, second half of the year we wound up winning in Napoli. Sure. And uh, coming uh, away with the Campionato. And to finish, Peter said before that Inter uh, could have, should have, must have. You know, cool <laughs> could. Could, should, whatever they coulda, say. Shoulda, coulda, shoulda, would Coulda, shoulda, would That doesn't mean anything. Okay. So you're going to have to leave it on the field and you have to show it to me when the ball is on the floor. He
3: made a good point. You made a good point before the podcast, though, about Lobotka. I wanted you yeah. to touch on what you noticed.
2: Well, one thing about Lobotka, and then I'll uh, respond to what you said. So <laughs> with Lobotka, I have to give credit, a lot of credit to Spalletti, because Lobotka was a lost cause for a while in Napoli, where he even had problems with his eating habits and, and keeping off some weight. As Ludo would say, maybe he enjoyed his pizza and his <laughs> mozzarella di bufa. Can't blame him for that. Yeah, 100%. I have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so <laughs> do you kidding. need Spalletti? I and need Spalletti. <laughs> we look alike already, so. You can help a brother <laughs> out. You look much better than Spalletti. <laughs> but Spalletti, if we, if we want to remember, as an Inter fan, I remember, Spalletti was the one that changed Brozovic's role as the regista for inter and he's turned out to be one of the greatest or or better uh registas in the serial in recent years just not this year not this year but i think he'll have some time to to come back I'm just joking lobotka same time looks amazing with this paletti team and literally yesterday was such a joy to watch where he didn't lose a ball like every time he looked like he was in control of the of the of the game of the ball and dictating the tempo for Napoli. Now, in response to you, I think Milan played a fantastic game. One thing I liked about this Milan team was it showed that they're not layout dependent, which is very important uh, in the long range of things, especially as we're talking about the collective of the team, where they can still play their style. Obviously, having layout on that team changes massively the situation because he's a he's a top player that. I haven't seen a player with his type of physicality, technique, speed, he, he has the full package. If he just is able to find the net as often as possible, I think somebody's made the, the comparisons even to a Mbappe, right? Um, but what I did like was that Milan played their style and could have easily won this game. Unfortunately, we know football is a, is a cruel sport. Sometimes the ball doesn't go in or hits off the crossbar, and you're gonna end up losing that game napoli i think were very efficient in their in their style of play i think that napoli suffered more the loss of oshiman because they weren't able to um hold the ball not even hold the ball but like get that depth in, in the mm-hmm. attack. Final third you thought they uh, suffered
3: more with Osiman than Milan did with Leao? I think so. No. I yeah. think so. Yeah, no. yes. this this, yes. is, this
2: is my judgment. Then you only have Simeone, your own. Thing. Only sure. I, <laughs> yeah, sure. I
3: think
2: Napoli
0: <laughs> would have started with
3: I mean, Simeone. One team, one, one, do one do, one really, team won without, without their player and the other no, team did I'll yeah. explain why.
2: I think that maybe if Simeone is there, maybe it changes a little bit. But Raspadori is a totally different type of player of Oshiman. So like when Napoli, for example, when they were cornered in or or played that they had to defend, one through ball, one long ball, you can get Oshman to run off of that. Or even the crosses that Napoli were making, they didn't have anybody That's what at That's why they had the Simeone. Of, yeah, Simeone came in and he, and he did. That's what I'm saying. Like During the, the, the overall big, The s-
3: bigger difference, when you look at Milan, and I and you see makers had a, a really bad match. For me, he should have been one of the first to be substituted into the game. Even De Catalade was not yeah, involved in the mind. game. In attack, he besides, did okay. Actually, he did okay. Gir- he, made the, gi- he made the assist no. three or four times. Uh, besides Giroud, he, he, but he didn't he didn't take the game by storm, which mm-hmm. which Lao often does, and that's not that's not just a criticism towards the Catalade that will come during time. Yeah, right? a I different think it will. player too. But my point is just that they Milan for me were still lacking that player. Did they play good? Did they create chances? Absolutely. Giroud is a big game player. Yeah, the guy smells the goal and always comes up big. But they still, in my opinion, they still lack that bit. I agree that that the game comes down to moments because as much as it's football's funny the week before I praised Pioli on his changes now for me he lost the game when he took Calabria out and he put Serginho Dest yeah. for for me Serginho Dest you put him into that game he threw him into the deep end I mean you put a guy that hasn't been playing in Serie A it, I th- I believe it was his debut right and it yeah, was yeah. Uh, Serie A he debut played, he
0: played a couple a couple like, Champions, League. Uh, Champions League Champions League I don't think 10, he I didn't think he he,
3: he made his Serie A debut in, a, in such an intense game, that's a battle against Napoli, the best team in Italy, and against Kvada, who one-on-one was burning is, is burning him. Calabria played a great game yeah. against uh, Kvada. I think Kvada only beat him one time, which is where he did get the yellow card. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple of times where he tried to dribble Calabria. Calabria stopped him immediately. Now, if he has an injury, that's different. But for me, putting him in for as a right back, I would have been a little bit more secure and put Kalulu. Even if he hasn't been playing right back, he's played there in the past, and it's a little bit of a better substitution. To match the speed, you can match took, the This is like, a guy that I mean, the foul that yeah. gets a penalty kick. But kit. it
0: took Kajer out. too, Kajer, he yeah. took Ka- Kajer. that guy out because he had the yellow card we were discussing before. Yeah. So this is something that uh, it's uh, you it know it went what, through his head definitely it's to uh, not go down. Right, to 10 it's reminiscent men. of what Inzaki normally does with yeah. Inter. That all anybody I'm just that is my, my point card. is that for
3: me that that really played a huge part.
2: I would even say because I think when Brahim Diaz came in. He added an extra spark. I Bro- like. That. I like. Bro- even Bro- Junior Mesillas Junior
0: so, uh, did very well. Junior yeah, did very so well. So I
2: think even those subs maybe could have, you know, happened a little bit earlier. I think defensively Milan played an excellent game. Uh, it was unfortunate if it is you know Collapida getting injured, but to change that defensive team when they played I think a fantastic mm-hmm. defensive game versus Kvara and and being able to control Napoli. Mm-hmm. Sorry the bank (laughs) the table (laughs) Mm. and it it just uh, that's one thing I think Brahim Diaz definitely would have changed the game a little bit more De Cartelar for me was a little who was
3: who was Milan's most dangerous player in attack Uh, Giroud I think Giroud for me after Giroud, somebody because Giroud is more of uh, a man, one with Aria, man in the box. Was it Krunic, You think? Yeah, Kroonich did well. Yeah. I, did I was well. looking for a different name. No. I was looking for Théo Hernandez, who ended up okay, setting yeah. up the goal. Yeah. For me, when your left back is the most screaming off for the attack. Yeah, I know, uh, I, know <laughs> I know. Sorry, uh, trick question. But for me, he's the he's like their spark oh, going yeah. forward that dribbles uh, across their man and he's sending in their cross. So that's why I sort of felt like they were lacking a little bit with the layout. But I understand your point. It's fair. Mike, this
1: was uh, I don't, for this game. It was pretty crazy. Before this game started, I had this as a, a draw, and uh, Napoli did their job. They didn't have the most chances. You know, I think a lot of their game revolves around Osiman to hold the ball, and I think Vada did excellent. He was he was a pest throughout the whole flank for Milan. There was a lot of trouble getting winning the penalty against Dest, um, and I think Milan played good without their best player without Leao. I think they played very well. They just It was just Napoli was better that game in terms of being more clinical. If Milan were more clinical, this could have very easily been a draw or even been a win. To be honest, when Giroud scored the equalizer, I was saying in the back of my head, got Milan's going to win this. I, think Milan, I actually said Milan's going to win this game. They got the goal now. They finally put the ball in the back of the net. Now another one's going to come. But, you know, Calcio, you can never predict how it's going to be. Napoli ended up getting the win. And I I think Napoli needed to get this win because they uh, they had more of an advantage with um, Lao being out, so they had to take advantage of that from Milan, and I think Spalletti and I think Spalletti took advantage of that fully. Um, the only mistake from Spalletti is bringing Zerbin. He he got yeah, smoked. I don't know. that was wild. He got yeah. smoked from that. It tail was a weird. Run it was weird stuff from both equalizer. Spalletti and Pioli
3: because yeah. they both put. Uh, both of those new players in, where again I agree with you. My only thing, I, f- I see it's funny. I felt so different. It, it's it's so it's interesting to see how everyone felt during the game. I was I was so convinced that Napoli was going to win the game. I was so convinced. equalizer? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, no no no. Even before I was like oh. I thought. There was something in the way that Napoli. I know that they weren't getting the chances, but I knew that Simeone was there, and you could sense. I don't like Raspadori as a nine. I I never like him he's, as a nine. He's not never. a nine. That's he's, why he's a second striker. He's, not a nine. he's a creative guy. I knew once they put Simeone in. All I was saying is once they put Simeone in, the game's going to change for Napoli, and the midfield of Napoli once again proved to be so decisive in controlling the game and in dictating the match. So it's it's interesting, but again. Two amazing sides. I don't let think you need to cause say, a drama around Milan up. for no, losing no, no, at all. No, let me
0: finish up. First of all, to me, Napoli didn't win the game. It's AC Milan that nah. lost the game. No, I think AC
2: Napoli Milan played a good game. Don't be like lost that. Napoli played a AC good game. Don't
0: be like that. Lost the game because we did not convert the chances that we had. But you could say that We about played at a any better game. style of Napoli, more intensity. We had a lot more ball possession. We were pressing them for, uh, I would say, three quarter of the game. AC Milan had all the time. The the game on their hands i don't know uh, we got a couple very man. bad episodes the penalty that a man, you know for some reasons <laughs> he, he, right saved, he saved the worst penalty than that but he went under his uh, his armpit nevertheless I'm not blaming Manal. And then the, the the chances that Simeone just put in. A C Milan played a lot better. They create a lot more chances. So it's our loss. But nevertheless, I am happy with to lose like this, but not losing the way you guys inter and Juventus lose. A loss like this, with a lot of, you lose with pride Respectful, and then you say, hey, yeah. Listen, we did our best. We tip it out. We didn't put it in. That's why. We Don't tried. draw too that's too many it. conclusions so from So that's what from I'm there. saying. That I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Napoli. But I'm saying that this is a game that at least what Mike was saying mm-hmm. before. Milan deserve so at least a tie. Maybe nine but out it, of ten times
2: you go away right, with a tie or a win. Nobody would be screaming. It's actually it's not
3: true though. Nobody no. since 2014, Milan. Have not won yeah. at San Siro against Napoli. No, right. I'm you got five five losses and three draws. The way that they
2: played. I but
0: mean. Marco, nobody would be would be uh uh you know uh, surprised surprised if AC Milan would have won yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, it would not be. I oh think- my God, they won because luck. No, no, AC Milan. If they would have won the game to, uh, yesterday, nobody would be saying anything because uh, you know it's a game that uh, we would have won.
2: I would also say I want to give credit to Spalletti again. Now, I don't know if it was just Spalletti or Napoli's decision to to keep Meret as the number one because he looks like a totally different goalkeeper this season. So, you know, sometimes usually the, the pressure, you know, makes diamonds or, or, or can yeah. give a competitive edge to, to a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But it looks like with Napoli not having that goalkeeper that could take his, his, his spot... He's actually flourished without that pressure. So Good he's been yeah. amazing. One thing I, I noticed, like even uh, yesterday, every time the ball came towards him, the first kick, he always was kicking it away. Like everything was first, one touch. Mm-hmm. He didn't mess around. So that's one only one thing that you can really criticize Meret. I think technically he was uh, superior, I would even say, to Magnon. In I got day. a good
0: point to make for on both day, of you. For both of you, since both of you, I think you, your team is, is get the same problem. It's uh, having a, a high caliber substitution into the bench, a problem for the for the quote unquote starter. Said, oh my god, if I don't play the right way, like uh, you said about no. Meret or uh, you said uh, now about Randanovic eventually having this other guy, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's
3: made Randanovic better. You all think of a so? yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think I sure. think it's a
0: liability because when you sub no. bastoni, when you sub bastoni, okay, that could create a problem, a psychological problem, and a, and a, you know and some sort of a, you know confidence problem on a player you like that. You don't want and players
3: like that. If they're if they're that you scared, don't want a player no. like
0: that, bastoni no. is it's a starter on I mean, the Italian national, didn't, national but team. I didn't,
3: but I didn't say I didn't want Bastoni. I said I don't want a player who if he's scared that he has a player that comes in and that ruins him, yeah, you then know. you don't want that player. Every team, every great yeah, team, to they have teams. top, top a- players that sub them out and it w- it should make them better. Well, the same way layout was subbed and it was upset, but I don't know
0: if Bastoni is going to have the same attitude of layout to understand. But now we're just assuming. That Inzaghi, Inzaghi has been subbing you and then we're you go and, you, I wanna, uh, I wanna and you make your externation against the, on the bench and all the stuff. So I'm saying, I'm saying this will become a problem if you are subbing somebody of that caliber.
3: Uh, one other guy that I want to give a shout out to before we move on was Kim. For napoli i really like him i really really like him and there was a moment at the end of the game where they had a cross that came into the box and he's celebrating like like like, (laughs) man he did unbelievable he's celebrating he's i think he's already been living uh what napoli is to him what napoli means to him if we talk about pressure of replacing players he had some of the highest because koulibaly was a player that was loved for such a long time um, and was at the top of his game and Serie yeah, A. he's come in. He has not been scared of that pressure, and he's he's really living in the moment. Yeah. And I, I feel like he's performing up to uh, above a level or a standard than even we could have expected. So good on him. I got a question for you guys, and we're gonna we'll talk about the rest. If I gave you one thousand dollars mm. today to Did choose Euros. who is going to win the Scudetto, who would you put your money on and why?
0: Who's starting?" i'll start all right i will put uh, 650 euro on AC Milan. similar no, no, oh, one time one, town. Well, only one, one team. time one time AC Milan. why i think it's the best team the way the way uh, the, the way they the fluidity of the game is going and the talent that they have on the field and uh, i see the competition around this it's, it's uh, two three teams only they can challenge him i think down the stretch ac Milan. Uh, it's for me still the best team It's the team to beat. Yeah, Anto, I agree with you on this one. After seeing how
1: Inter's tackling the season, not looking good, Juve's doing horrible. For me, it's between how Milan's been playing and Napoli. I think it's still very tough for Napoli to win it only because they haven't won it yet. And I don't think they have a real champion slash real leader on the team. And I think it would be easier for a team like Milan to win it because, you know, they would be back-to-back champions. They won it last season. And they played extremely well without their best players. So that told me a lot. Even though they lost, they showed a lot of positive signs and they could have very well won yesterday.
3: But they said that about Pioli, the same thing, that he's never won before until he won. And then he won last year. That's what they say about everybody until they do it. Yep. If I had $1,000 right now, I would put it on Napoli. I see a different set of belief in the team. And, and I'm saying right now. Obviously, I feel like this is the year for Napoli. Call me crazy. Maybe I am crazy. No, you're not. I think Inter Inter has dipped a lot. Um, And if I was just trying to make as much money as I can, I think the odds would be best for Napoli. And I feel like they are just dealing with problems well. They're dealing with their issues. They're suffering mentally. They overcome laps. Even when they go down in a match, they never get out. And they have a bench. They have players who could come in, who feel the game, who are all believing in the same moment the same motive they have young players i know you say they don't have a leader but guess what they don't have also the the scars the 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 battle wounds of players like koulibaly and Insignia, who or in, and mertens who had lost so many times before and are already expecting it there's new blood in the air i'll go with napoli just to just to have some fun with it hmm. if i gave you a thousand dollars peter no the two teams, teams
2: you guys already mentioned i i would agree one of the one of the two I would have to say AC Milan. The reason why I would say it is because Milan already... <laughs>
0: <laughs> My man! Why's
1: your hand like
0: that? Nick, did you get this on camera? He said AC Milan.
2: Ooh, that's gonna cost you. <laughs> so the reason why I say AC Milan is because in a... To win the Campionato, you have to be good for the whole season. Not just for a period. So we've seen this with Napoli already, where they start hot, they have a good run, but it's when the going gets tough that's when you have to figure out what happens. Like for example, Inter, right during these last couple of games where we don't know what to expect. If you get away, scrap away with a with a tie, you're still in the running. But whenever you don't lose, it's very important not to lose for the mentality of the team and going forward. Because then, when you get hot, you're gonna start winning. So Napoli right now they're on a they're on a roll. I still have to see what happens towards January. Whereas Milan, we know already the players that play on that team, Giroud, Ibrahimovic even they have serious leaders and they have a team that just won. They're they're all in and they feel high. If you look at how they play. These guys, besides being the collective, they have an arrogance to them that it's a winner's mentality. You know, guys like Teo Hernandez, who even at the Inter game, like there was a, a problem with him and Chana Logo, but they didn't shake hands. Like that means that the player understands where mm. he's at, right? Mm. When the player understands what shirt he's wearing, that is very important, I think, to be able to win. And if I had my money, I would, I would bet on Milan, also because of, you know, Juventus, Inter, not N- Inter, really.
3: You wouldn't you wouldn't put you ha, I can't
2: bet on Inter with uh with Udinese. But it's
3: a free thousand dollars. You are not spending anything. I'm giving it to you for free. You want to
1: win?
2: Okay, but I still I have to make a logical decision. You can't make a decision based on
0: how come you making right, How come you're making me the offer and you didn't make it to me a <laughs> mind. I made uh, you guys the offer. Well you're one thousand, then you get three thousand, you get an extra two thousand. Oh a thousand, you said yeah, yeah, I said, that, uh, I said uh, a free one thousand, okay. sorry. <laughs> I thought that I heard
3: three times So so no Inter.
2: Inter right now are I can't I can't see them winning to Scudetto the way that they're playing I really don't see it and there's no one new there's no one fresh that I can say he's gonna come in and change the game but Allegri says
3: that you're the best team on paper Allegri who's Allegri Allegri <laughs> <laughs> <Come laughs> <in laughs> Mike this is
0: one of the biggest losers that we're discussing he doesn't belong uh, in Juventus uh, and you come up with this line that uh, Allegri <laughs> that I close. understand if you say but you know might as well Saki say Ryan or <laughs> or Guardiola or whatever you say but Allegri come on I think teams, what te- team wise <laughs> to have a like very Ryan, strong right? team yeah Ryan <laughs> to have a very
2: strong team team wise the only problem is right now the way that they're playing together as a unit, I'm not high on. And even besides going forward, defensively, we're letting in way too many goals. Mm-hmm. So that's a recipe for disaster. And there's too many wishy-washy uh, decisions being made by Inzagi and too many changes. So even at that point, you have Onana Handanovic, have, as you would say, the cojones, right, cojones, to choose your goalkeeper. Have the cojones to come on and say, hey, this is my defense, this is my the way I'm playing. But you know, thirty minutes into a game, you're making a substitution. And I don't want to just harp on that one game. But it's like, what the hell are you doing? Enough for you're, you're, you're creating too much confusion, yeah. and it's going to hurt the team in the long run. Right.
3: I just want to preface also that we're not changing our predictions from the start of season. Whatever we said in the start, right. I was just giving a fun little game yeah. just to see where everyone's head at. If you did have this moment, if you want to live in just based off of form. Last, let's let's go. Last thing, uh, Atalanta against Roma. Sorry, Roma Atalanta. Atalanta won this game one <laughs> zero. What a freaking match again um, oh. from from them. I. I will be honest, another team that I wrongly counted out. Atalanta, and it's not just their schedule that played into their favor because now they got a tie against Milan. They're beating Roma in Rome. Atalanta, even though Darun also says, he said in his interview, oh, you know, playing every three days is better. We want to, playing in Europe actually helps. Preparing seven days doesn't. You know, whether that was some mind games or not, they look like they still have this belief within them that they could go on and achieve something important we questioned is the magic gone and i think they're they're different now Atalanta is different they they're not that team that we remember a couple of years ago that would score 99 goals and when they were up 1-0 they have to attack and they have to score two three four five goals they're different they're more pragmatic they're more defensive minded first they're a little bit more physical they're not that same squad, even though a lot of their players are the same. Gasparini, I think, is reinventing himself a little bit from what I've seen in his first seven games. And rightfully so. They're right there at the top. And credit to them. Wow.
1: I think Atalanta are, manage themselves better when no one expects them to. Like in the beginning. And, of course, not playing every three days obviously helps. But not, according thing is Rune. not according to Darun. Not according to Darun. That was my game, so I'm not going to take it too hard. He says when you well,
3: win, he said if you play every three days and when you win, mm. then you just want to keep winning. Keep winning, yeah. I get that. No, but I, ju- <laughs> I just wanna I, I
1: just wanna add that game was a fluke because Roma should have won that game by Easy. five goals. Easily. He's a Tammy missed a hat trick. There were so many chances. What I don't want to take anything away from Atalanta, but Roma definitely talk talk deserves it. Roma, go, go. Roma they looked they look like they just couldn't. They couldn't finish. The ball just didn't want to go on the back of the net. Tammy was mad. He put a story after threw his cleat around uh, in the locker room, saying, "I'm sorry. You're not going to see uh, something like that again." Uh, they're all frustrated with themselves. Mourinho got sent off because they thought they deserved the penalty. First, and Zaniolo's gotta stay on his feet because if he stays on his feet, I think he'll score more goals and he he falls he falls a little too easy sometimes. A, but did you
3: sometimes. see the one the yeah, one that he got pulled he with stayed Demigl, on his feet He stayed there on his, his there and, and he
2: lost the penalty.
3: That was the one there that was he one probably should have should have he just th- dude,
0: shot on the floor. There was
1: one that was right in front of the goalkeeper and he he probably could have scored. He was one-on-one on one and he decided to take an extra step and fall over. But what the, about what about the honest. one that he was
3: getting pulled in the box by Demiral? and he didn't go down?
1: They were both holding each other, wasn't it? No, but that was more Demiral. Yeah, but it was it went through Regardless, I think Zaniolo, if he sticks to Staying on his feet, I think he'll be a much better player overall. And I just wanna say Atalanta, good start. It's still early, but without Europe they're they're they could be challenging for that top four that that we always expected them to w- within the past few years. And Roma, I think it's just a hiccup. They deserve they deserve much more in that game, and I'm sure the goals will be coming. How about sure. the
3: game against Udinese and even even in general them not being able to score goals like we well, had Udinese expected very them? Good.
1: Yeah, I know they got smashed versus Udinese, but Udinese right now they don't look like a regular mid-table team right now. Sotillo looks like he's building. They look well, like how about little how about
3: Now there's there's a sample size. You, do you don't mean? think that's a problem for Roma? Those those games that I just mentioned. What games you just Ludo- mentioned? I said Udinese, Ludogorets, and now this this match against Atalanta. Now there's a sample size. It's not just one match.
1: Well, I, well that can also be determined with fatigue, and I'm playing so many games. And you don't
3: see any problem in that Roma side. I it, that they're not picking up points. You're saying?
1: No, I think it's I think it's going to be one of those things where they weather the storm. It's going to be. It's just a frustrating Little start for them I think they'll get past this And They they just had a Injury of What do you call it Z- Zaniolo coming back He played good overall and I feel like once he gets a few more minutes in this team when the team plays with their with their players fully healthy I think I think they'll get over this I personally I just think there's a there's gonna be a hiccup for them you didn't think that they they lacked
3: a lot without the Dybala got hurt in the warm-ups and for me without without that Dybala who is getting on really good form Mm -hmm. I know we say when they have all their players but then we can make that same argument for for Juventus you can make that same argument for a lot of Teams. Marco, do stretch, you think that Atlanta, mentally no. maybe they're lacking something in that phase, or you still just no. think that?
1: No, because this game, if they played it nine other times, I think they would have won it any other time, and I we would have been like, "Oh, Roma Ro- Ro- Ro back on track." So mm. that's why I don't think. I agree
0: 100. Roma, Roma didn't deserve to uh, to lose, but uh, it's one of those tricky games like at Napoli, AC Milan, AC uh, Milan and Napoli, where uh, you do me. you put a lot of mm. volume, you just. Uh, <laughs> You, you know, try to squeeze it in No, you, well. just, you, play, you play very well. You have your chances. Unfortunately, the ball counts only when he crosses that line. Uh, you know, the goalkeeping line. And, uh, you know, you have to take it at, uh, as many times. Soccer is unfair. The game is unfair. Not the best team. Wins all the time. Roma did not deserve to lose. So, I don't think I see a problem. Down the stretch, I think Roma is a better team than Atalanta.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're going to get the goals. I think even, listen, you have... And
0: Dybala is going to be the one that is going to put them over the yeah, top. Yeah,
2: Dybala, Zaniolo. Uh, Abraham, and then you have also Bellegrini, the luxury of... Bellegrini, oh yeah. my God. But you have a luxury also of Bellotti off the bench, who mm-hmm, within Serie A is, is a hustler and, and can find you the goal. So I think going forward, they're going to have the, the team to be able to score goals, put goals in the back of the net. You know, Scalvini scored an amazing goal for Atalanta. Bench, Atalanta played this, as you said, this approach to a game that we're not used to seeing. Yep. But I think Gasperini... In one point, in one point, different than Juventus, he realizes is a team that he has to re, not necessarily recreate, because a lot of the players have played with the Atalanta team, but reintroduce, remote, remote <laughs> or reboot, whatever we want to say, whatever re we want to use, to be able to say, hey, we gotta get back into winning. I agree with that. And getting back into and step by step climb. Then once we go through our, you know, our tactics, we're gonna be that well oiled machine that we once were.
3: I'm and really. Sorry, sorry. No,
2: no. And not playing any Europe, European games. You're gonna have he can the room can say whatever he wants, but like I'm sure Gasperini is loving the fact that he has five mm-hmm. to six days every week to prepare yeah. for a team to get his players healthy and rested. It makes a difference.
1: Uh, I Ro- just I just want to say really quick, because it was the same idea. You remind me of Shomurodov missed a hat-trick himself yeah, coming in. That's us. another 10 goals that they could have scored. So I think it just it's picked up, like I
3: said. Coulda shoulda woulda.
1: I know, but Coulda, shoulda, it's cruel, but I'm just I saying, know.
3: if you it look at it again, it, it would've I been. I'm gonna try to remember it it would've it would've it doesn't it doesn't the other word. shoulda would Just keep repeating it in the mirror. If
2: it's no scandal that Milan and Atalanta tie, surely Roma, they should have tied that game at the very minimum. Very but a one minor. nothing loss to Atalanta.
3: Enrico Boca well, di well Enrico's
2: uh,
0: fire out of fire, fire mount is coming. And we it's actually coming to, to give a spank, to give a spank to Mike, and um, actually to Peter and Marco, actually, Peter, I'm Marco, m- Mike, because me and, and Enrico, we are a Simulan fan, and uh, we don't like, we don't take uh, loosely, lightly, so. I have
3: one other thing about Roma. For me, um, I, I do have some concern. I, I'm usually on, on the boat with you guys in this, and I, and I know Tammy didn't score. I really do not like the double pivot of Matic-Cristante in the midfield. And my fear, I like Pellegrini way better when he's in that midfield with Cristante. It is too defensive. And so my fear is kind of like they're missing when is not there and Pellegrini has to move up. And then they have these midfields with Cristante and Matic, which for me is an, is an issue. How do they adapt to that? How do they how are they able to to do something better and to do something a little bit more? For me, when they're all there, okay, that's one thing. When Dybala's there and, and Zaniola's is there, I still have that fear because I, I think that it's too defensive, a little bit too pragmatic when you have Matic and Cristante together. They don't move the ball, it's not fluid. It's two of kind of like the same or similar players.
0: Well, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't dislike Matic. I think Matic...
3: Uh, I, I, I don't like the two of them together. Oh, together, the two you're saying similar. Similar. The yeah, they're, they're, They cancel each other. They're yeah, for they me, yeah they're slow. slow. Everything is slow. For it's not it's, slow. it's not boom, boom, boom. The rest of the players, you got DiBala, Pellegrini, Zagnolo. They, they see the game. The yeah, ball. but we're not going to have Wijnaldum know. Know. for a long time. Yeah. So that that's kind of a cause it for concern for me. Because once I saw that, once I saw Dybala was out, out I said "Uh uh-oh I thought Rome was gonna struggle they got the chances okay that's one thing maybe they didn't struggle but at the end of the day you need to finish and we need Tammy Abraham to get onto yeah. this form because yeah. he couldn't he, he will, couldn't buy a goal.
0: Mike said, said it well, Shomuroto, he had almost he had a yeah, but chances, oh my God, man. What do you mean? But he had a point blank one that should've won that. are relying on to score, there's a problem before that.
2: Abraham there is. too, the, in front of the goal. We need Abraham to score goals. Ibanez had the ball. Right in front of the There's a lot of chances. had a lot of chances. They had a lot of chances.
1: Do we have to say anything about Fiorentina? I was gonna say one other new. you. You wanna finish with the matches if you wanna do? Because I have just info. Oh, Mike, uh, Go breaking news it. now. Uh, Uh-oh. just a few now. minutes away. What? No Fa- way, no, no, nothing too crazy. Oh, I thought
3: you were gonna say I likely got sacked. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Oh, yo, you, yo, that, that would, that would <laughs> been interesting. So,
1: Fabrizio Romano, oh boy, he said deal set to be agreed. Fabio Cannavaro is very close to signing for Benevento in Serie B, he'll be his first wow. managerial role in mm-hmm. Italy. So, I'm very excited. There's also a Greek Grande player Fabione. at Benevento, so I'm very happy for what that the little name dude, Kutsupias. Yes, all
0: right, yes. So well, very good. Will be taking when I saw Canavaro, I said, oh my God, this is uh, the, Sa- the mic. Oops, Sorry. Yeah, I was hoping that Cannavaro happen. Well, would he be, uh, I think in his experience
1: in uh, Serie, so let in him play top four against games. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
3: they didn't do that with Pierlo. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be as surprising. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited else? for anything, anything else from the
1: Serie uh, 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 this Fiorentina
0: Fiorentina won a good game. good game, and they came up. Uh, they came from a loss, yeah, they. Nico. It was a good, a good win.
3: Everyone's talking so bad about Italiano this past week when they lost. So you guys were talking bad about Italiano. not. I do not talk about Italiano.
0: Fiorentina played a beautiful game, and they came up with a win, a deserved win. uh, and even Lazio too I mean very
2: easy not easy but easy to predict that they would win versus Cremonese but uh, the important thing is they didn't allow a goal after getting five goals in Europa (laughs) League Uh,
0: Guys, i breaking news. I'm sorry, Pete. What is it? Guys, <laughs> 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 this is, <laughs> God, this is barely breaking news, no, though. No, it is. Desert beat of
3: Brighton, we know that he. This I thought he already old. signed. Oh, everyone beat Brighton. News. That's not we breaking didn't say news. I didn't say breaking
1: news. He, he I just thought he was be over there. I said, That's it. You yeah, he don't have to cut Peter off.
3: Yeah, we're cutting Peter off for a deal that I thought was already done.
0: Sorry, Pete. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you forgot about
1: it. I was excited for culture, There's nothing wrong
3: with that. You don't remember right? No, I know.
0: I'm
2: saying Lazio also is a team that's in the mix. I'm not saying they're gonna win the Scudetto, but the style of play, the game being won, Creating I chances. am just surprised. I don't know how the hell they lost to the Europe, you know, in Europa League five-one, because this team actually defensively, I've been saying this year they haven't been allowing a lot of goals, and then all of a sudden, get
3: five hey, what don't we finish with? In a Serie, a, bank? in Serie, a, they haven't been allowing haven't, goals. Are they, they second haven't. for for fewest goals conceded? I believe so. Are they second for fewest goals conceded? Ooh. Lazio in the Serie a table. I think they are they they're creating chances as well. This duo of Milinkovic-Savic and Immobile, ma, yeah, ma they long. they're always linking tied up together. Second. They're tied for second. Yep. They are always linking up together. You see Immobile scored two goals. Savic scored the he scored the penalty, right? Savic scored the penalty. I believe he got the assist if it was if it was the first goal. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong But they The link up play Is, is amazing And God, we but know Immobile yeah. thrives Immobile scored the penalty Immobile scored What did yeah. The Savage Havage scored Savage scored But he didn't score the oh, penalty Oh it wasn't the penalty Yeah, My bad Did he get He got the assist For Immobile though right As uh, well Yes Yeah
0: the first goal, guys, if first we have to pray go, go. to finish up, if you ever praise a coach and just uh, just look down on another coach, let's praise those coaches that they take full responsibility for the lack of playing <laughs> I mean, into I mean, the I mean, field. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, I ask, uh, can okay. you ask the question again? So, so, let's for me, let's say, great job in, in Zagion taking the responsibility, bad job Allegri in uh, just blaming the players, and sometimes even bad job, sorry that if when things they don't go right, he blames the player. But
3: this year he has not done that. Okay.
0: Well, he has done it. During, no. the, during the loss of the, on, on the, on the he, international He, he didn't blame the players. L5, he did, he kind of, he kind of no, did. he didn't blame the players. Maybe I was uh, I was drunk when I was listening. Uh, Possibly, very po- big Is possible. Is that what you do when you get drunk? You I listen did. to Sadi's press I conference for this, Lazio and the, the Europa, Europa
3: league? League. League? That's the only
0: way you can watch them.
3: them. All right guys, thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, we'll talk to you soon. And Forza.
0: Forza Milan. IFTV.
1: There oh, we go, P.P. got